Another thing that's like really magical about this place is that it just sounds like nature at all times. Like, see? See, I speak birds and they said that's right. On this episode of The Commercial Break. Yeah, I'd like to know exactly what Bob is talking about. Is there a contract he's got to sign? <laughs> Have, your, have your lawyers talk to my yeah. lawyers. Your demon peepee is now under contract to Spotify. <laughs> Exclusive on Spotify. Bob's demon peepee. The next episode of the commercial break starts now. Commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and the beautiful co-host of the commercial break, Kristen Joy. Only best to you, Chris. Best and best to you out there in the podcast universe. How the hell are you? Thanks for joining us, Chrissy. Brian. I don't get to say this very often <clears throat> because it doesn't happen very often. But <laughs> I was right. I was right. I was right. I was right. I don't mean to dance on the graves of those who have lost, but I was right. I tried to warn you in 2020. In 2021 and in 2022, I tried to warn you that NFTs are worthless. I agreed with you. They mean nothing. <laughs> it meant nothing ever. It was never anything. Yeah. It was never anything. I know. <laughs> I, and trust me, I didn't take this information from my brain to make some like contrarian point of view. I took this information from my brain because I really felt like a JPEG could not possibly be worth millions and millions of dollars That's what I thought too when anybody else in the world can just screenshot the JPEG and, and make it and an NFT is not even an, uh, it's just a receipt that you have some ownership in some JPEG floating out there in the world it doesn't really mean anything no <laughs> but lately I have been inundated by the YouTube uh, a rhythm the YouTube a rhythm the <laughs> algorithm of YouTube yes I've been inundated by these NFT, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, who also were predicting way back when, I guess, because now they're saying, I told you so, just like I'm about to tell you, I told you so. I'm about to hop on the YouTube algorithm bandwagon here and say, I told you so. They got it from us. They got it from us. Now we're giving it back to them. <laughs> and YouTube, you better treat me the same as some of the, you know, CoffeeZilla <laughs> could not possibly be more popular than the commercial break. Do you know who CoffeeZilla is? No. I love CoffeeZilla. <laughs> love, 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 love. Remember when there was a big uh, scrum up about the podcast industry and this guy who was taking everybody's money? Oh, yeah. And Theo Vaughn went on and and uh, made a big 20-minute episode about how he'd been screwed by this guy at Cast Media and blah, blah, blah. The podcast industry is full of fucking drama. No one, you, know, I don't, you don't care about it here. But Theo Vaughn and CoffeeZilla is a guy who busts scammers in the crypto and new media and NFT space. And he's been responsible for busting a lot of Ponzi schemes or what they call rug pulls, meaning the rug was pulled from under the people who bought in the uh, in the space. He's like, uh, I don't know, the, the guy who kind of polices the area and people respect him. He gets millions and millions of views. He has millions and millions of subscribers. But CoffeeZilla, uh, he also has been saying for a long time, NFTs, eh, I'm not so sure about these NFT things. I want you to listen to this. I'm going to read you an article from Yahoo. You ready? Yes, okay. ready. Yahoo byline, remember when NFTs sold for millions of dollars? Now 95% of the digital collectibles have been valued at worthless. Mm -hmm. 
Are NFTs dead? A recent study looking at the price of thousands of collections seemed to suggest the answer is yes. A report by <laughs> Dab Gamble. Yeah, collections. <laughs> I got a collection of pixelated dicks. <laughs> I got a monkey chewing an eyeball. It's clearly worth billions of dollars. Look, I got the first ever tweet. What do you have? The first ever tweet. I paid $1.9 million. The first ever tweet. Was sold by Jack Dorsey for $1.9 million. But you know what it really was? A screenshot of the first ever tweet. (laughs) Who couldn't do that? It's still there. I'm sure it is. Right? It's got to be. You got to keep that for posterity's sake or something, don't you? I think so. Okay, I'm just... Just checking. Uh, All right. Yeah. This is like, it's only if you have money to just burn. Like, it, it means something if it means something to you. Yes. But. And in the, that I in will the, always it, agree with. Yeah. But yeah. in the scope of things to the rest of the world, who cares? I learned that lesson hard and fast <laughs> at the tender age of 14 years old when I went on a rampage buying uh, Dick Tracy collectibles. Yes. Dick Tracy the movie, mind you. Not even the real comic book, the movie. <laughs> right. The shitty-ass movie from the Madonna, Madonna and Sean. No, oh, no uh, Baby. Baby. <laughs> I kept that shit for years, just knowing it was going to turn into gold sometime. Yeah. It probably will at some point, but it's they're long gone. My mom <laughs> threw them away. She couldn't get sick of looking at it stuffed in the corner of my closet. And by the way, I took no care of it whatsoever. <laughs> Day after I get it, I throw it into my closet. It's $30 comic books. It's got bended pages and folded knees. I got Pearl Jam posters I bought for hundreds of dollars. I know are worthless. They're worthless. You go to eBay, you can buy them for $5. Framed yes. for $25. Right. I paid $1,000. $1,000. But framed, you know, a couple of these are a couple hundred dollars worth of uh, hard-earned savings I could probably use but back they, right now. Well, but they mean something to you. They do. I like to look at them. Yes. And I have no intention of selling them. So if they right. mean something to me, it was important Correct. to get them. I like the posters. I like the band. I like these particular shows. They have sentimental value for some reason in my stupid little brain. <laughs> Now everybody yeah, has the thing. Of course, you have a thing. Everybody has things, yes. you know, uh, like the Buddha said, attachments are suffering. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of suffering in my life. <laughs> and it all starts and ends in this studio. Well, <laughs> Our contracts attachments, our contracts have attachments. <laughs> They're called amendments. Uh, okay, a report by Dap Gamble. <laughs> Gamble's oh, keeping an eye on the other da- Yeah, thank God, God for Dab, Dab Gamble. Gamble. Yeah, thank God Dab Gamble's out there keeping an eye on <laughs> Dab Gamble. That is the most crypto name I've ever heard. Dab Gamble. At least, but it was only called Dab Gamble. Dab Gamble. Yes. A recent study by Dab Gamble based on data provided by NFT Scan and CoinMarketCap showed that out of 73,000 NFT collections the researchers looked at, 69.8 thousand of them, or slightly over 95%, had a market cap of the number zero. Mm. That means 69, uh, I want to make sure I get this right, 69 out of the 73 had a market value of $0.00. Zero point zero. Zero, Mr. Blutowski. I would be curious. Mr. Blutowski. (laughs) (laughs) I would be curious as to the ones that still have value. The most popular of collections, like board apes, that get you into event exclusive events and parties where there may be some intrinsic value in you know. (laughs) Showing your JPEG. Showing up to your board ape party. I mean, listen. I can't say I wouldn't want to go to a board aid party if someone invited me, but I'm not going to pay $72,000 to get there. Just not. Yeah. 
<laughs> I did that once. It was called Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, it was fine. Uh, by their estimates, almost 23 million people hold these worthless assets. This is a daunting reality and should serve as a sobering check on the euphoria that has often surrounded the NFT space, the research has said. Amid stories of digital art pieces selling for millions and overnight success stories, it is easy to overlook the fact that the market is fraught with pitfalls, scams, and potential losses. NFTs are digital representations of art or collectibles tied to the blockchain, typically Ethereum. And each one has a unique signature that cannot be duplicated. Say that again. You can say that again. Uh, in 2021 and 2022, the NFT market saw a huge bull run at one point leading up to $2.8 billion in monthly trading volume. During that time, popular collections such as Bored Ape, CryptoPunks, were selling for millions of dollars, and celebrities such as Stephen, Stephen Curry and Snoop Dogg participated in the hype. The boom coincided with the cryptocurrency's peak mm. when Bitcoin was trading close to $70,000. On Wednesday, the price of crypto, the price of the crypto hovered just above $27,000. Dab Gamble's study shows that 79% of all NFT collectibles remain unsold, and the surplus of supply over demand has created a buyer's market that isn't doing anything to relieve the enthusiasm. Even filtering out the lower value and less significant projects, most collectibles have little to no value today. Out of the top 8,800 collections by market cap, 18% are worthless, and 41% are priced between $5 and $100. Wow. Fewer than 1% buy, have a price tag above six. Buy high, sell low. That they were. <laughs> buy high, sell low. That's the Brian Green way to yes. bankruptcy and success. Yes. <laughs> you too can be bankrupt in the podcast industry by following Brian Green's five <laughs> rules. Foolproof yes. ways. Number one, put out shitty content. <laughs> Number two, put out more <laughs> shitty content. Number three, go to three go days to of play, shitty content. Number four, four days of shitty content. And number five, realize you're making no money no matter how many episodes you put out. <laughs> you two are in for a long, hard winter. <laughs> are you sick of being happy and fulfilled? Are you looking for a little misery, stress, and depression in your life? Brian Greene's got the answer for you. It's the get-rich-quick scheme that no one gets rich at. It's the Ponzi scheme that stays at the bottom level. It's the pyramid scheme where all the Egyptians died off before they got a chance to build. You're going to be swimming in capital. If by capital you mean invoices. Don't worry. They can't get what you don't have. Right. I told you, man. Listen. But on the reverse side of that, maybe now's the time for us to get into yeah, NFTs and buy them for a dollar. Yeah, that's true. In the reverse, I mean, yeah, and now it's a buyer's market. <laughs> yeah, if it's sure worth is. nothing, you'll take a penny, right? <laughs> right. We by this estimation, we could literally buy up ninety-five percent of the market for a dollar. <laughs> right. I mean, why not? Right. Yeah. It's like sometimes I see these companies and they're valued at like their total value is like a million point five dollars with you know. 45 million outstanding shares or whatever. And I'm like, why doesn't some guy just or girl or whoever come in and spend $1.5 million and buy the whole company? Yeah. Well, and then I thought to myself, well, if they only worth $1.5 million, chances are they are doing so great right. anyway. 
<laughs> I guess that's why I do podcasting and they do market trading. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, and I feel bad. I have friends who are got highly involved in the they NFT do. process, <laughs> and and some acquaintances who who put out you know collective put out their own collections and stuff like this. We it's, talked about it with TCB. <laughs> of course, it went in the notebook, so we never yeah. did it. Well, I did put out one <laughs> NFT. That's right, and we got and we're part of that ninety. 90- <laughs> Doing, doing our part. Yes, doing our part for the scam. For the, yeah. for the uh, glutton yeah. of inventory. Let's rug pull together, shall we? <laughs> it's time to come together, make peace between both sides, and support the rug pullers. <laughs> and they at least made some fake value for a while, right? Uh, yeah, I put that NFT out. It was the very first intro to the podcast that was created. <laughs> Similar to the first tweet? <laughs> Similar to the first tweet. Only I think that actually got people to... I think someone... I, I think Twitter worked out just fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least for a little while it right, was going okay right. anyway. <laughs> it may not work out yeah, It may not work out now. I think that Elon might be losing his his marbles. I know. I was listening wow. to a guy who, who wrote a book who just... Uh, book about twitter same guy who wrote uh what not the big short but he wrote um ah shit oh the social network his Uh book became the social network okay and then his book became uh another story about another famous movie with famous actors but he's a really good writer Mm -hmm. and he was on talking about his new book which is the tweet that broke the internet or the twitter that broke the internet or something like that i don't know um the anyway. Twitter that broke the network. I have a feeling that's not the name of it. <laughs> no, it's not. Let me let me find that. Christina's always yelling at me like that. Yeah. Christina's always yelling at me that I <laughs> I just get it so wrong. Breaking Twitter. Breaking Twitter yeah, okay. by Ben Mesrick. Okay. By Ben Mesrick. Okay. And so uh, Ben has written, like I said, you know, uh, social network and stuff. He wrote a book that the based on the social network and he just he's credible he's credible he just sold the rights to this one and it just came out today and he already oh. sold this one and they're out, out there looking for their elon musk actor mm-hmm. and what a juicy part to dig into right because there's some things that really fascinate me about this guy and i'm yes. not knocking the dreaming that's how things get done exactly is you have to just believe against all odds that you can you know return rockets to earth and reuse them and all this other stuff you have to come up even if it's not your own original idea which a lot of this stuff wasn't did you know tesla he bought that company mm, he did not right. create that company he bought that company that, yeah and so you know when the when these really steve jobs types characters walt disney yeah they go way outside they go way outside yeah. the box mm-hmm. uh who's that girl who did spanks sarah Blackman? oh lively Sarah Lively, mm-hmm. uh, when people like this come along and they change the world one way or the other, you have to be a little bit crazy to do that because every instinct and every common sense uh, thread through your mind must tell you not to take these kind of risks. This is crazy. Borrow and borrow and borrow. Tesla was underwater, still is underwater, I think, or might be. Tesla was underwater for years and years and years, yet he got really good at raising capital because he was Elon Musk and he could walk into a boardroom and just spout and people would be impressed. They would be like, wow, this guy's crazy, but I like it. He can, he's has some good ideas here. Mm -hmm. So it's usually about changing something, you know, or creating something that wasn't there before that there's a need for it. And Um, I think Elon came into Twitter. He liked using Twitter. He wanted to change it. And now it's just a mess. It sounds like it sounds like it's a hot mess. Well, I mean, it's worth half of what it was just a year ago when he bought it. And then they were pointing out that like, you know, 
if five years ago, if Elon Musk said, we're going to send a rocket up and we're trying to make it to Mars mm-hmm. and halfway there, the rocket exploded, everyone would go, he tried. Yeah. We got, at least we got in the air, right? That's a good thing. That would be mm-hmm. considered a success. But in the current version of Elon Musk, when a rocket exploded, um, everybody kind of jeered him. They're like, well, see, that's another Elon Musk failure. Mm-hmm. So it's a testament to how quickly sentiment can change, number one. And number two, it's a testament to how one person's personality wrapped into all these companies can really move a market hugely. True. And I think that's a lot like NFTs. There is an idea there. that There is a digital rights management idea there that I think will out will survive the dick pics and the board apes and the whatevers, right? But- the sentiment drove the value. The idea that if you you could hit the lottery by getting in early and buying big and selling bigger and all and this maybe other some stuff. people did, you know, if they did buy it and then they sold it and then they stopped there, like when you're at the winning table at That's the right. casino. I agree. You walk away. Yeah, but so many people now, no, <laughs> almost, no one yeah. ever does that, right? Yeah. And I think when you're Elon Musk and you're playing with billions and trillions of dollars and you keep winning and winning and winning and winning, you get the sense that you're invincible. Yep. And when public sentiment is with you, you are just bolstered. You have wind in your sails. Mm-hmm. I was reading about that first tweet that got sold. It got sold for one point. I think I'm getting these numbers right. I don't exactly have the, you know, I don't have the information right in front of me because why would I? I'm just doing a podcast <laughs> about it. But $1.9 million was bought by a conglomerate, like a company okay. that intended to then turn it around in a couple of years and sell it for $45 million. That's what they told their investors they were going to sell this for. Last check, last price. Guess how? Guess what the top offer was? Mm. Just take a guess for the first tweet ever. I don't know. The first NFT of the first tweet. Uh, $10,000. $350. Wow. Was the largest, was the, it was the <laughs> highest bidder. $350. Can you imagine taking a $1.9 million bath when you thought you were going to make $39 million? It's a lot like the commercial break, actually. It really is. <laughs> there are definite parallels. There are parallels between NFTs and between the commercial yes. break. And we'll talk more about how shitty the podcast is doing right after right after our first break. Oh, there's Blue. And there's Blue. So that's perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Let's let Blue get it out of her system. We'll be back in 40 to 80 minutes. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah, 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 Brian. We get it. But back to me. I mean, this TCB promo. Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3, and you might just hear yourself on the show. Want to text us instead? Lucky for you, we also have a number just for that. Text us at 855-TCB-8383 and give us compliments. You can also always go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video. Find us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And find us on youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited episodes. Now that that's done, let's listen to a few sponsors and get back to this episode of the commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by Regain, couples therapy by BetterHelp. So you've been dating someone for a little while. Maybe you've been in a relationship for a year or two and you're starting to hit some of those rough patches, those bumps and bruises, miscommunications. We've all been there. I've been there. And sometimes we're not equipped to handle those miscommunications, those little bumps and bruises. It's difficult to see the forest through the trees, even with someone we really care about. It's 2023. There's no shame in therapy. As a matter of fact, I've used couples therapy to help me communicate more effectively and deepen my relationships. 
And here is the crazy part, at least from my perspective. Relationship therapy has actually been just as effective when everything is great in my relationship, and it certainly has helped when things aren't so great in the relationship. An experienced and licensed therapist can help you walk through those rough patches and give both you and your partner some clarity. I swear by therapy, and couples therapy is no different. And BetterHelp, the leading online therapy brand, now has Regain Couples Therapy. It's private, it's online, you can do it on your own time, your own schedule, in your own way, from your own home, or wherever. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for free. Some of the best relationship advice I've ever heard was go to couples therapy. Because the best relationships are worth fighting for, try something new in therapy. Visit Regain.com slash BTY today to get 10% off your first month. That's Regain.com slash BTY, as in best to you. Regain.com slash BTY. Have a licensed therapist help you work through some of the rough spots. Regain.com slash BTY. And thanks to Regain Couples Therapy from BetterHelp for being a sponsor of the commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergies. Symptoms. Thanks, Clariton. All right, and we're back. Chrissy, when you were a kid, you know, Halloween just passed a week or so ago. When you were a kid, did you ever do Ouija boards? Yes. Stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Did you? Uh-huh. And when you did those Ouija boards, is it like anything? Usually act- it was like at a slumber party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just scaring each other and <laughs> yes. go into the red, red, yes. red rum, red going, rum, Who am I Mary. going to marry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> D-C-W-T-T-Y. It's like when I was on that porn, it was like on that live right, porn right. video. T-T-W-W, hashtag, hashtag, minus, minus. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, I, did you ever like? Did you ever have any? Hold, did that hold any weight for you? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nah, that night maybe. But no, I remember we did the red rum or red Mary oh, yeah, thing we, in the mirror. Oh, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody. Hold your go into a <laughs> go into a dark bathroom where they have yep. the big mirror, right? And then you close your eyes and you hold your hands on your eyes and you say Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. 
three Fif- times. No, we said oh. it 15 times. 15? Yeah, because the more you pressed your eyes, the more red, the, the bigger the red circle would be when you opened up oh, your eyes. Oh, wow. You're essentially okay. just constricting your yeah. blood vessels to show a red dot in the yeah. middle of your vision. But man, it scared the shit out of me the first time it yeah. happened. And then the only, then the next time the mirror scared me was when I was 18 on an acid. I was like, <laughs> ah, my face is melting. Uh, but I do remember those Ouija boards. I remember here in Georgia where I grew up. Um, and I probably shouldn't mention the place because God forbid anybody actually be from Georgia and it causes trouble. But there was a place where I grew up. There was like a lot of places in Georgia, some farmland, some old crickety, you know, non-paved roads. I mean, just like mountain monsters, just like farms that they go to. That's (laughs) right. Covered bridges, the whole Mm -hmm. nine yards. There was a property that was on one of the, off of one of the major roads in the town that I lived. And that was a dirt road. And that dirt road, that that led up to this property. Apparently there was a murder that happened there that was done by Satanists, right? People. Oh, the old, <laughs> the old anarchist. Sat- yeah. Sat- 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 satanic killing. Yes. And so this became, this was street lore. lure. Not lure, lore. TCB lore. <laughs> or lure. They would lure you in with their lore. Yes, they yes. Would, they would lure, lure you with their lore. That's, that's my <laughs> eight-year-old speech impediment coming on. Um, so there was this property, and if you dare at night, you could turn off your light, t- turn down this road, turn off your lights, and get down this road, but and back before the Satanist got you. Right? That was the whole thing. <laughs> there was apparently an old, you know barrel back there with bones in it and you know there was still pentagrams and if you got there on a friday night the ghosts were having parties it was a whole thing and by the time i turned i know (laughs) the ghosts were having parties it was a whole thing it just kept going and going and going until it just sounded like i don't know disney world for satanist and murderers right and you (laughs) one way or the other you had to go because if you didn't then you You were were scaredy cat yeah you were scaredy cat so when I got old enough and I got that job at McDonald's, 14 years old, <laughs> right. you know, we had a couple of the older teenagers were all about going down this road to see what happened. They'd never been. We got to go. We got to go down this old, I don't want to name then the road. you never but. saw them again. Chrissy, I'm not sure I ever came back. I'm not sure which, <laughs> I think it changed the course of my life. <laughs> uh, I think I'm still being piggy fronted by ghosts <laughs> right. right now. They're having a party right now. I can feel, uh, in the vodka, yeah, in the I can feel a ghost penis pecking at the back of my head. <laughs> I'm being piggy fronted as we speak. <laughs> Sometimes I get indigestion. I really think it's just a Satanist ghost dick down my throat. <laughs> I guess we'll find out when we eat the gummy bear. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of Satanists. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this whole thing, this whole folklore that was going on. And so one night we went down there and of course there was nothing there. Yes, it was scary because it was an old road. And I did find out as an adult when the internet came along that there were actually murders that happened on this property, but they were not done by Satanists. It was good old fashioned. <laughs> it was good jealous old fashioned. husband. Jealous or... husband. Yeah. Murder, suicide, something like that. I don't know what it was, but that's Was there terrible. a house down there? There was an old decrepit house down oh, there. It abandoned. was abandoned. Yeah. It was a scary oh. property. No doubt. There was no <laughs> lights. If there was no moon, you couldn't see anything. The thing was you had to turn off your lights. <laughs> So that you didn't alert the Satanists to your, by the way, the amount of times that I've said Satanists on this episode, we're getting zero ads. Zero ads. I like that you can just, you do have to put it neutral too, just silently (laughs) cruise down in your Honda. 
I'll never forget. We went with this girl who was like 18 years old, 18, 19 years old. We were 14. I think my twin brother was with me. And then there was this other younger person that worked at McDonald's. And this girl was like, How young were people working at McDonald's? It sounds like 14. Child labor. 14. You can get a you can get a workers permit at 14 mm, in the state. Yeah. But you can only work a certain amount of hours. I think it's like nine per week. And then we turn 15, it could be up to 15 per week. And then when you're 16, you can work full, full time. Basically, yeah, full time. But you gotta be in school too. You know, they, <laughs> you know, they want you to get an education also. <laughs> or at least my parents did. Yeah. So I mostly took their advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to become a working man. I'm just going for it, Dad. Listen, I got a career over there at McDonald's. I'm dating this 26-year-old part-time manager. She's the breakfast manager, Dad. She's going places in the world. That's right. She's making at least something more than I am per hour. I was making four fifteen an hour. Never forget it. A little sugar mama. So happy. Oh, she was a little sugar mama. It's kind of creepy when I think about it now. I'm like... I wonder if that was wholly inappropriate. <laughs> I think so, if she was really 26. I know, but times were different back in the 40s when I grew up. So it didn't back when I was working at the first McDonald's in Inappropriate? What's that? And what's that? Inappropriate? <laughs> we're lucky if we lived 10 years. That's just the way it was. You got pregnant at 16 and you gave your life to the child. That's how it was. That's the things that we did. Now you got all pampered with the doctors and shit. It used to be we, when a woman was pregnant and the baby was, was coming out, we got the wolves to come and yank her out. That's how it worked. We said, uh, wolf, man, you hungry? Uh, so we went down this thing. Nothing happened, of course, but we were with this girl and she turned off her lights and she had like this old Celica. And when, oh, the old Celica. Yeah. And when you're talking about an old Celica (laughs) from the 90s, it was a really old Celica. It was like the first version, like 1985. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think, yeah, we turned off the lights and turned off the car. We got to the end and we all got scared and turned around. Yeah. But, could you was, turn on your lights on the way out? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For oh, okay. sure. And I told her to Just hit not it. The I was there. like, hit it. I was scared. I was fucking scared, <laughs> we need man. Lights I be, and gas. Yeah, we need lights Quick. and brights and gas. Call the cops. <laughs> Page the cops. <laughs> My pager just went off. We got to get out of here. Um, I got to sell a dime bag of oregano to my friend. Uh, so when the other night when it was Halloween, I don't know why, but I was watching a documentary about exorcists, mm-hmm. about real life exorcists. And I thought to myself, what a great thing to review here on the commercial. Yeah. Movie. Real life exorcisms. Now, some of the audio is just people screaming. So I want you to understand that, you know, there's. <laughs> There's not a ton of like digestible audio here, but if we walk you through it, I think you'll get the gist of it. I wanted to show you one particular particular video from one famous exorcist who's Bob Larkin. You remember this guy that we did? He was like training these young girls to be exorcists, these three young girls to be exorcists. Maybe. We did this first set, first season, maybe we did this. But anyway, he's back. He's at one of these traveling roadshow exorcisms. I, you know, it's clearly all fake and made up and all that other shit. But man, is this guy who is playing this part of the person who is, you know, it has a, is inhibiting a demon or is the demon is inhabiting him? This guy is putting on a masterclass in terrible acting. And I just, <laughs> okay. I just think we have to watch it, Chrissy. <laughs> Let's do it. It's perfect fodder for the commercial break. 
The name of the video is The Real Exorcist. Oh, I should probably turn it on. That would make sense, huh? If we actually... <laughs> were, you, were you on the internet? I was on the... <laughs> were you trolling? I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. <laughs> you know, there used to be the cue for the commercial break yeah. for Christina, so now that I do my own commercials, I totally forgot about it, but it's a cute part of the show. <laughs> it is. Trolling on the I, internet, as I, I like to do. I enjoy it. There you go. Bob Larson. Sam, are you a Christian? Yes. Okay. How long have you been a Christian? 40 years or so. Former pastor. How old are you? 56. He's a former pastor. He's a former pastor? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So the, clearly there would be no relation between these two. They're in a, just to set the scene for the listeners. They're, they're in a Holiday Inn. They're in, <laughs> I was going to say a Holiday Inn type uh, meeting room. When, when you realize how many people have these kind of weird events going on at these like <laughs> local hotel yeah. uh, ballrooms, uh-huh. you realize that these hotels really have to do take anything to make a living. Like, yeah. They have to take anyone or anything that comes in the door. Hey, you want to do an exorcism in our ballroom Anybody on a Friday pain? night? Yeah, sure. Bring the demons on in. <laughs> All right. Pastor, just try to look at me. Well, wow. huh, pardon? I'm trying not to let this thing manifest. So right now, so we can talk. Okay. So Sam is a 56-year-old Christian and former pastor. He's been dealing with entrenched demons his whole life. His mother was a victim of incest. Previous attempts of deliverance were vague and ineffectual and only provided temporary relief. Thank God Bob Larson came along to get that Jeez. demon right out of him. Ooh. Friend has, has tried to help you and people have tried to help you and you've had prayer. And this thing has acted like this before. Do we know what it is? Who it is? Wait, it's that he had to deal with the incest demon. Yeah, he's got to deal with the incest demon, I think. So. <laughs> God! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh Lord! Why is the incest demon in him from his mother? I get. I think they're just like pulling on loose threads and trying to put something together. This is produced by Bob Larson. He's got a good dye job on his hair. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a that's Trump one hundred and one right there. (laughs) (laughs) Same color hair. I think Bob just has a little bit more of it. Real anyway. Yeah. I want you to say if this evil. If this evil is rooted, is rooted all or part, all or part in incest, in incest. Oh, Chrissy, on the bottom of the screen there, there's a phone number that we can call mm-hmm. to talk to Bob Larson personally, virtual encounters. org slash help. Yeah. There you Write go. that phone number down. Maybe we should give that a call, and I'll pretend to be in, inhabited by the bad podcast demon. <laughs> we should call it. I break that curse. I break that curse. Now, here he goes. So, what you don't see is that Bob is standing above him with a microphone. He's sitting down in a chair. He's kind of twisting his body in a little bit of weird ways, but after Bob gave him this whole call and response thing, now the former pastor is really twisting in his chair in very odd ways. He's manipulating his body in very strange ways. I assume to make it look like he is actually, you know, possessed by a demon. Yeah. Look at the 
that look at other people. I know all these other room. people They're are like, like oh. I thought yeah. this was, I thought you were selling us timeshares. I, I thought we were getting free tickets to exactly. the Vegas Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Jim Carrey in that movie. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh. He just smacked him right in the belly. <laughs> Look at his face. Oh my God. <laughs> Someone off camera handed Bob a... A shoe? Uh, no, it's a Bible. Uh, oh, oh, a Bible. And I thought it was a shoe. Bob didn't even like wave it in front of him to <laughs> no, give him a heads he up. He just it. smacked it. And I'm talking, he Look really did it. I know. This guy's probably thinking, we didn't agree to this. <laughs> Look at his face. Oh, <laughs> he got the wind knocked out of him. <laughs> that must have hurt. Here, let me, uh, let's go back to that. Here comes the Bible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like us back when we used to get drunk together. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kick me in the balls again, Chrissy. That's so much fun. <laughs> oh. oh, he hit him in the balls? He hit him in the dick. He did. He hit him in the dick. <laughs> he just took the Bible and hit him in the dick. <laughs> you could see Look why. Look at that guy walking past. I know that guy walking past. He's like, like oh. be careful. He's going for the dick shot. <laughs> Do you think they practice this like wrestlers do? <laughs> Watch him. He's just gonna he's gonna take the book and go straight down on his dick. Oh. Oh. I cut off your I cut off your wee wee. <laughs> that other guy's laughing. I know, he thinks it's funny. This is so much better than rehearsal. You know what I just did, don't you? You cut my balls off. <laughs> Why did he hit the balls? Because I guess he's trying to get the incest demon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is terrible, by the way. Incest is terrible. I have family, yes, members. I have family members who are also victims of this. God. And it is terrible, terrible, terrible. But I feel more comforted by the fact that this is clearly <laughs> bullshit. I mean, this guy is terribly acting this whole thing out. Yeah. Get on your feet. I command you my car. Stand up. Stand up. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Order, yeah. order now, Jezebel. Jezebel, your number one spiritual enemy. The uplifting book by Bob Larson. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll put this book down feeling energized and optimized. <laughs> Ready to take on anybody's demonic pee-pee. <laughs> I curse you, pee-pee. Come here. Sounds like one of my kids out there. I know. <laughs> they, they have a cold. Yeah. yeah. Bible. The blood between you and me. Now the guy who is pretending like he's possessed is like flinching every time Bob waves the Bible because yep. he knows he's about getting ready to get hit. <laughs> God. Okay, so what you're hearing <laughs> there, the muscle. <laughs> I know, but I want you to, <laughs> I want you to know something. Listen to the sound that's being made. That sounds very demonic, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds otherworldly. But the problem is, Bob pulls the microphone away, and that sound gets louder, not <laughs> quieter. Watch. <laughs> Come here. 
So clearly, yeah. that's a sound yeah. effect that's being played well, through the audio. It looks like there's like a boom box in the background. Yeah, there's a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> there's a DJ going on there. <laughs> Cut your wee wee pee pee off. <laughs> cut your D D P P off. I'm gonna cut that demon penis right out of you. Drop the demon. Drop the Bible on your ball. <laughs> You're at Club Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Club Jezebel. You're gonna leave here Club feeling Jezebel. refreshed. <laughs> your penis will be bruised, but you'll leave here <laughs> refreshed. You better not touch your pee pee. Better get another man. Yeah, he said, "Get another man in here." And I think I assume that means he's like to hold him back. (laughs) I think one man would be okay. Look at that guy laughing. I know they're they're they have to because (laughs) imagine you practice this all night long. You got a job being a Bobby bodyguard at a Bob Larson fest or whatever the the hell's going on. Yeah. Bob, clearly this is all rehearsed, and he's like, this is just so much funnier than in rehearsal. Yeah. He can't help but laugh. Everyone around him is laughing, I know. except for Demon Boy there, who just got his pee-pee smacked. Look, his penis is swollen four times the size of its original. He's right. <laughs> couple more men. Where are you holding? Yeah, what are they going to do? Hold I, his legs? And put him up so Bob can him. attack his pee-pee some more? Got each one of his arms. Uh, uh, long. And one guy's going for his legs. They're going to lift him up in the air so Bob can smack him around a little bit more. This sounds like a ton of fun. I want to go to one of these events live. Yes. So I can just laugh. I know. Like this guy is, but for real. Right. And then Bob will smack my pee-pee. <laughs> Take me out. He couldn't take me out. He won't even listen to me. Oh, no, hurt him. Hurt him. <laughs> Can you imagine the neighbors at his apartment complex right. when he's trying to practice oh for my this? God. <laughs> keep it down. Hey, keep your pee demon pee pee to yourself. <laughs> hey, super. Yeah, it's me, Carl. This, this is the fifth time I've called about the Demon PP Act going on upstairs. I mean, please, can we calm it down? I got to send some photographs. I got some, I got some cash to drop off at people. I'm trying to count my fat stacks to drop off at my lady's house. All right, talk to you later. So what are you doing tonight, Miss 911 lady? Oh, okay, I'll talk to you later. I got to go prepare for my actual exorcism. Are you afraid, Bob? Quick! Do you have legal authority? Yes or no? Legal authority? Do you have legal authority to do what? I don't... <laughs> legal authority? Do you have legal authority? What the good fuck is going on here? Do you have legal authority? If you're dealing with an actual demon, I'm pretty sure legal authority stops yeah, there. Haven't you seen an attorney Ghostbusters? <laughs> They got the thumbs up from the police commissioner to do whatever they needed to do. Put slime all over the streets. You don't want to know why? Because uh, I don't know. There's no law. <laughs> There's no law about demon peepees. Legal authority. <laughs> do you have legal authority? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? 
Of course. Where's Bob? What is the legal authority? I would like to know, too. Yeah, I'd like to know exactly what Bob is talking about. Is there a contract he's got to sign? (laughs) Have your lawyers talk to my lawyers. Your demon pee-pee is now under contract to Spotify. (laughs) Exclusive on Spotify. Bob's demon pee-pee. Is it the incest? I'll take that for yes. Why? You made him answer the other question. How many generations? It didn't just start with the mother. How many generations? How many? How many? What's the number? I command you by Christ. How many? Clearly, how many? How many? (laughs) Three? Five. Five. I have trouble with numbers. You just smacked me in the balls. Can I have a minute to recover? We didn't do this in rehearsal. I command an answer. I take the sword of the spirit. I want a clear answer. The other guys that are holding it were trying to answer for him because they just want to get this over with. They're like, okay, he's overacting this one, Bob. We got a bad guy, okay? You hit him in the pee-pee, he reacted the other way. You're supposed to calm down, and all of a sudden he's, he's pepped up a little bit. How many generations? How many? He hit him again in the chest. Like, yeah, and with the Bible, and he's yeah. hitting him with the crucifix, God, too. that's got to hurt, don't you think? I think so. That's got to hurt. I think it's a good place to take a break. Don't okay. you want to do that? Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with demon pee-pees. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, podcast besties, time for one more quick break, and then it's back to the drama. Check out tcbpodcast.com for all of our episodes and youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Find us on Instagram at the commercial break and on TikTok at tcbpodcast. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, which like, of course you do, leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3 or text us at 855-TCB-8383. Now, let's listen to some sponsors and get this show going. All right, we're back with Bob and his demon pee-pee. Let's see what's going on here back in the room. Uh, Bob Larson, noted uh, exorcist, I guess, noted exorcist. He, he's actually all over TV. This guy is a pretty famous guy. He's been on Geraldo and, you know, I think he was on Dr. Phil once and all this other stuff. So he's he's made the rounds. He's made a living being an exorcist. Mm-hmm. And if you believe in exorcism, well, then that's your choice. I think there – I actually believe, Chrissy, that there are some of those, like – like the Knights of the Templar type thing, mm-hmm. like inside of the Vatican, there are priests who have conducted apparently exorcisms on yeah. behalf of the, like the the papacy has said, go out and check this one out. And there are some stories, one, one of them is the, the book that the exorcist was based mm-hmm. on, of this priest who was like the head exorcist for the papacy for a long time. And I've read some of those accounts. I'm not saying that exorcism is real, but I'm not saying it's not real either. What I do know is that Bob and his demon pee here. This is not real. This <laughs> yeah. is clearly acting. Clearly. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Eighty-five generations. Eighty-five generations of the incest what? demon inside of the bodies. God. Eighty-five generations. Wow. I, I, That's a long time. Is, <laughs> 
Has, has there even been 85 <laughs> generations of humans? I'm not even sure. That would put us back in like <laughs> negative 2000 area. <laughs> it's a generation like, uh, I don't know, 30 yeah. years, 80 years. So that's <laughs> 30 or 80. Something like that. <laughs> No. I don't know. What do they consider a generation? <laughs> now it seems like every three years there's a new name for a generation. But that's uh, colloquial. This is actual generation. I don't know. Who knows? Say I incest. Hi! Incest. Hi, Brian. <laughs> you have been cursed by the... <laughs> you have been cursed by the non-handy demon. <laughs> You cannot do anything where your hands are required. They are useless. <laughs> Hand model, maybe. I, Brian. <laughs> Don't touch the uh, clearly exposed wires. It's probably a good idea. I, <laughs> Brian. Refrigerator's <laughs> working great in that pantry, though. I noticed it. Yeah, it's lovely. With all my kingdom. With all my kingdom. <laughs> He's like a pirate. Including Jezebel. <laughs> me and my one-eyed willy demon pee-pee. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you noticed, but at some point, the guy who's holding him, the big guy on, on, on the back, which that I've seen on... like a... Jeff... Looks, uh, he, what's his name? The look, guy from... Oh, yeah. From... Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Jeff Garland. Yeah. Jeff Garland. Okay. He looks exactly like Jeff Garland. He's a doppelganger for sure. So he is holding him from behind, <laughs> like over his chest. And at one point he looked back at the crowd and he goes, his breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I don't it's have a hard time believing breath. it. Yeah, the demon breath. <laughs> demon dick breath. When you got demon dick breath. <laughs> Do you have demon dick breath? <laughs> Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I> don't mind. <laughs> witchcraft and witchcraft. Witchcraft. Is he saying witchcraft? witchcraft. Like yeah, witchcraft? Witchcraft or, or witchcraft? <laughs> yeah. You have to be more specific. <laughs> it sounded like you found a space and now grammar is appropriate. So yeah, witch. Crap. <laughs> See, this guy's getting a couple jokes in there. Why do I have a feeling this yeah. guy does like the <laughs> ha-has in Shamburg, Illinois on the weekend? <laughs> or he's a magician for kids or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I never got my big break. Early along the way, somebody sought revenge. <laughs> so we got murder, too. Say, and murder. He won't do that either. He won't hurt anybody. So, so we all. We, we all. We all. Lift the curse. Lift the curse. Of 85 generations. 85 generations. From this man. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Can we take a 15-minute smoke Let's break? Just get him out of there. Yeah. He's ready to leave. I know. Bob's like, okay, <laughs> you've stolen my thunder. That's, I hired you for the weekend. You were supposed to just play second fiddle. This now. Future generations. Future generations. And his calling. And his 
<laughs> is that somebody's phone? Sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I said all phones on silent. I, I, ordered, <laughs> I just ordered your phone. I ordered some wings from Pizza Hut. I had them delivered here. I figured since we're going to be here for a minute. This was supposed to be a seminar about timeshares. I command you by Christ, lift it. <laughs> and the phone keeps going. I guess, I think it's Bob's phone. Yeah, it's probably Bob's phone in his pocket. <laughs> I left it. <laughs> hold on, I need to get this call. <laughs> yeah, hold on one moment. Bob Larson's exorcisms. <laughs> Can I talk to you about your demon auto insurance? <laughs> How much time do you live on that demon car warranty of yours? Look at me. Whatever other curses there are, whatever other spirits are part of this kingdom, I take a three-fold cord and I bind you together as one. <laughs> he was trying to whatever. circle his head. I am. He hit him head by accident. <laughs> He smacked him right in. <laughs> poor Bob. Poor guy. Okay, now it says Bob calls up audience me- calls calls audience members forward with their cross of deliverance to help battle the demons. He's got one of my crosses. I want you to come out here to front and stick that cross in his face. Come on. People are just literally have their iPhones out <laughs> recording this going, you can't believe what I ever walked into. <laughs> they were giving free coffee and donuts. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, look at these guys Murder. lined up to get exercised. Oh, oh. Uh, well, that's a homely looking bunch. <laughs> Where did they get these people? It's not like, you know, it's not like Taylor Swift is coming into town. They have radio support and ads everywhere and Instagram. I swear to God, they're probably giving out coffee and donuts. I think so too. I think yeah. the people that are staying there. Yeah. <laughs> Free continental breakfast with every exorcism. <laughs> uh, just pretend you don't. Just pretend you probably believe it. <laughs> just pretend you might believe it. And then incest. I need oil. Did he say I need Holy oil? oil. Cleansing oil. Tea tree oil. <laughs> Cleansing oil. Vaseline <laughs> and Clorox bleach come together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's the grand trinity of cleansing material. And the Holy Spirit. 85 generations, it's over. <laughs> now, these aren't the only problems. It's this with man you. Has. And by, by the by end, I mean because you can't have children yeah, I, anymore. <laughs> because, <laughs> Damaged your scrotum. <laughs> yeah, it's over. You got a Bible vasectomy. It ends with you. Yeah, he really did hit his balls pretty hard. You could see the look on his face. He was like, oh. <laughs> oh. But without you there, he can start putting his life together. Say, I murder. I murder. An incest. An incest. An insect? Nope. An insect. <laughs> I'm going to sneak one by the goalpost here. An insect. <laughs> evil. All evil. Of this curse. Of this curse. Have no more right. Have no more right. To the smell of God. 
to this man of God. I still don't know why he's a pirate talker. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know why they're and they keep modulating his voice and throwing in weird sound effects. Like it's all so transparently bad. But you know, here we go. Oh, look at that one guy. He's an, got the cross, yeah. the crucifix by his neck. I like know. he's holding him up. <laughs> he wants to kill him. We receive. We receive judgment. 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 Judgment! Judgment! <laughs> I'll take judgment for five thousand dollars, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> All the torment of eighty-five generations. No. I put on your head seven times greater. No. <laughs> you scum. This guy just keeps on, wants to keep playing the act. He's like, I, I got a lot of airtime here. This is gonna go in my all eyes are on me. This is gonna go in my sizzle reel. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna you. It's you watch, Bob. I won't be playing kindergarten birthday parties anymore. Going straight to the top. So we all. So we all. We all. We God, I, I think I can smell his breath through here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just looks bad. He looks terrible. He's, He's making terrible facial contortions. Go. Go. I say the. I say the. You say we. The. We. The. We. Go. Go. I say demon. You say pee <laughs> it's the call and response act there at Bob Larson's comedy show. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> you got a frisky little one? Yeah, we'll exercise this little wee-wee. Just say it. I can smell those wings. I smell delicious. Please say it. Yeah, please. We got Domino's. <laughs> it's the best pizza we've had all tour. Pit. Pit. Save clear to pit. Go to the Jesus Christ. What is going on here? Go, 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 demon, go, 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 demon, go. To the pit. Oh, this is a chaotic oh. episode. Is Bob a priest? He's just wearing a suit. No, I don't think Bob is a priest. <laughs> I think he's just a guy <laughs> with a really <laughs> heavy Bible that he's ready to swing at anybody who calls himself a demon. <laughs> The back is chewing gum. I know. Acting like he's saying the words from the Bible. He's like, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Dominoes with pepperoni. Did you get extra sauce? Love those ranch dippers. Any ranch dippers? Anybody get any ranch dippers? Go to the pit. Go to the pit. Go to the pit. Go to the pit. 
Uh, I won't even uh, think about where the pit is or what the pit is. Well, I think the pit is at a Maroon 5 show. <laughs> that's, that's where it gets the most. <laughs> it's general admission at the Maroon 5 show. Who also happens to be playing the Holiday Inn after this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Did it, nailed it. Come on, you got free donuts. What else could you want? Free donuts at a show. It's like Barnum and Bailey Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, that's oh, good stuff. Do that's we funny. have fun or do we oh have fun? Oh my god! I cannot stop laughing at that. <laughs> no, it's... I watched just a couple minutes of it when I was like, "Oh, this is good. We got to do this." I watched just a couple minutes, and as soon as that guy started laughing hysterically in his chair, I was like, "Oh, yep, this is commercial break material all day long." I'm gonna send you that number. Send me that number. I'll give it a ring and I'll put it on the roadcaster. We'll see if we can get Bob on the phone. <laughs> That's the caliber of guests you get here at the commercial break. <laughs> when we say set the bar low, yeah. we mean low. Whoa. Like in hell. <laughs> in the pit. In the pit. The Maroon 5 general admission pit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. Four days a week, Tuesday through Friday. You know how it goes. We've been talking about it for a while. Nothing's changed. That is the steady course that we are plotting, at least for right this moment. Also, more information about the TCB Holiday Audio Hunt coming up. A $1,000 prize to the lucky winner, but you got to work for it. And we're going to talk about that in the next coming weeks. Um, as we turn around toward Thanksgiving, we're going to give away a $1,000 gold got gift card to some lucky winner in January. I'm so excited, it's Chrissy. Be fun. But it's going to But I'm serious. It's going to take work. You're going to have to use your noggin on this one. We're not going to make it easy for you. Uh, like we did on the last one where we just... <laughs> just tag you, a friend. Yeah, just <laughs> tell us you listened. <laughs> Please. But we're doubling the prize, too. $1,000 gold dot gift card to the lucky winner. <laughs> also, we'd like you to get your piggy fronting sticker. You can go to tcbpodcast.com. Hit the Contact Us button, the drop-down menu. I want my free sticker. Send us your address. Tell Astrid you said hello, and she'll send off a sticker to your mailbox. Hey, you get a sticker, and you get a sticker, and you get a sticker. If you want it signed or whatever, we'll do that. We'll be happy to do it. Just leave that in the uh, in the email that you send or the contact form that you send over our way. Also, 626-ASK-TCB, the number 3-1-626-ASK-TCB, the number 3, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Questions, comments, concerns, content ideas, we take them all at that number. You can also leave us a voicemail if you'd like to be on the commercial break. We may use that voicemail at the commercial break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash the commercial break. You gotta watch this one online. You're gonna love it. <laughs> so, Chrissy, I guess that's all I can do for today. I think so. But I'll tell you that I love you. I love you. I'll say best to you. Best to you. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I do say, we must say, and we always say, Goodbye. Good Party in the morning!